Mark chapter 12, Mark 12, 28-34. One of the scribes came up to Jesus and put a question to him, which is the first of all the commandments. Jesus replied, This is the first. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God is the one Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. You must love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Well spoken, Master. What you have said is true, that he is one and there is no other. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. This is far more important than any holocaust or sacrifice. Jesus, seeing how wisely he had spoken, said, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to question him anymore. You are not far from the kingdom of God. You are not inside. You are close, but you are not inside. Jesus, seeing how wisely he had spoken, said, You are not far from the kingdom of God. It means he is very close to the kingdom of God, but he is not yet inside. In other words, it is not enough just to say and to know the scriptures. What qualifies us to be in the kingdom is in our doing what the word tells us. The man just said it. The man just spoke up. He spoke out, showing Jesus that indeed he knew the commandments, repeating exactly what Jesus said. But Jesus is saying that it is not enough to repeat my words. It is not enough just to know my word. Knowledge is not necessarily virtue. If we claim to know Jesus, we must act on his word. And that is why there is, uh, the, the, the gospel acclamation says, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my word. And my father will love him and we shall come to him. John 14, 23. Our love of God and our love for Jesus Christ is seen when we obey the commandments, when we obey his teachings. So what is Jesus is telling us is that it is not enough to know the word of God. It's important to know, but it is not enough. We must go ahead and put that word into practice. That is what qualifies us to be inside the kingdom. Knowing the word alone and not putting it into practice only makes us close to the kingdom, but it does not put us inside the kingdom. In Matthew 7:21. Jesus said, not all those who call me Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God. But only those who do, the emphasis is on do, 
those who will enter, those who do the words, the works of my father. Matthew 7, 21. Let's take it. Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do what my father in heaven wants them to do. Only those who do what my father in heaven. And what does the father in heaven want us to do? He wants us to obey him. He wants us to love him above all and to love our neighbor. And this young man, the scribe, quoted and repeated what Jesus said. And Jesus told the man that, yes, indeed, you have answered wisely. You spoke wisely. But that is not enough to put you inside. What you, uh, what you have just said only makes you closer. The possibility of you getting inside is there. But it becomes a reality when you put what you have told me into practice. Friends, it is very important we take note of that. And James 1, 22 to 25 also says, James 1, 22 to 25. James 1. James chapter 1. James 1, 22 to 25. It says, Do not deceive yourselves by just listening to his word. Instead, put it into practice. Whoever listens to the word but does not put it into practice is like a man who looks in a mirror and sees himself as he is. He takes a good look at himself and then goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks closely to the perfect law, that is the word of God, that sets people free, who keeps on paying attention to it and does not simply listen and then forget it, but puts it into practice, that person will be blessed by God in everything he does. Do you hear that? Whoever listens to the word of God and puts it into practice will be blessed by God in everything he does. And that is what it means to be in the kingdom. To be in the kingdom of God is to be blessed. To be in the kingdom of God is to be blessed in everything we do. Take note of that. To be blessed in health. To be blessed in wealth. To be blessed physically. To be blessed in our marriage life. In our vocation. Whatever we do, we will bless. That's what the word of God says. And that confirms what the first reading says. In the first reading, Moses said to the people, If you fear the Lord your God, all the days of your life and if you keep all his laws and commandments which i lay on you you will have a long life that is blessing and your sons and your grandsons listen then israel keep and observe what will make you prosper and give you great increase do you hear that keep and observe keep and observe what will make you prosper and give you great increase as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you, giving you a land where milk and honey flow. That is a type of the kingdom of God. That is portraying the kingdom of God. A land flowing with milk and honey. We will never lack in the kingdom of God. Listen, Israel, he says, the Lord our God is the one Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul and with all your strength, let these words I urge you today be written on your heart. 
They were cautioned to let this word of God be written on their hearts. And that is what it means when the word of God says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, Moses admonished Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Let it be always on your heart, in your heart. Meditate on it day and night. So then you will prosper and have good success. And St. Paul also makes that very clear in Acts 20, verse 35. He says, this word of God, I commend you now the word of God and the grace of the message of the gospel, which is able to build you up and to give you the blessings God has for you. Did you hear that? The word of God is able to build us and to give us the blessings God has for us if we will put it into practice. So when Jesus told the man that he is not far from the kingdom, you are not far from the kingdom of God. All Jesus was telling him is that if you want to get inside the kingdom, then you must go further from just knowing the scriptures and what? Into what? Doing them. Remember we are told to love God and Jesus makes it very clear. He says you must love God. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you must love God. Not you may. He said, Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And he said, the second is this. You must love your neighbor as yourself. It's a must. It's a must, not a suggestion. It's a must to love God. We are compelled to love God and to love our neighbor. He said, you must love God. You must love your neighbor. Friends, and no one who claims to love God can hate the neighbor. Anyone who says he loves God and hates the neighbor is a liar. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. 1 John 4, 20 says, anyone who says I love God and yet hates his neighbor is a liar. So when Jesus tells, tells us to love God and to love our neighbor, they must, you see, they must go together. Remember, to love your neighbor is to love God. James go, uh, John goes on to say, how can we claim to love God whom we cannot see? When we hate the neighbor, we can see. Please, Jesus is challenging us. We cannot claim to love God when we don't love our neighbors, whoever they are. We cannot claim to love God if we don't love people. Friends, Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you are doing that unto me. So if you love the brothers of Jesus, that is people who created, who are created in the image and likeness of God, if you love people, you love Jesus. If you hate people, you hate Jesus. Or if you hate people, you don't love Jesus. Whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me. If you show love to people, you are showing that love to Christ. If you show hatred to people, you are showing that hatred to Christ. We cannot love God who we cannot see and claim to love and, 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 and rather hate our people who we see. They are created in the image and likeness of God. To love people is to love God. Friends, not to love the neighbor is proof enough that we don't love God. Not to love the neighbor is proof enough that we don't love God. Friends, this is very, very important. We must take note of that. Jesus says, you are not far from the kingdom. We must move from listening and talking about the word, but I mean, uh, into what? Putting it into practice. 
We are called to practice the word. And please, what does it mean to love God? When you love somebody, proofs of you love somebody, love must always give. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. When you love somebody, you will give that person something, at least your time. If you love somebody, you must give. Love. You see, somebody said that it is not possible to love without giving, but it is possible to give without loving. It is not possible to love without giving something, no matter how, it, whatever, but you will give something. But you cannot love without giving, but you can give without love. You can give without love. But God wants us to give with love. God wants us to love, and by love we give. We cannot love without giving, and we can, but we can love. We can give without love. We cannot love without giving, but we can give without love. Take note of that. But God wants us to love, and manifesting our love by what? Our giving. Now, Jesus says, love the Lord your God. What are the proofs that we love God? What proofs that you love God? What proofs that I love God? Friends, if you love God, if we love God, we will love to hear from him. When you love somebody, you always want to hear from that person. So if we love God, we must love his word. Because God's word speaks to us. The other gospel acclamation says, Your words are spirit, Lord, and they are life. You have the message of eternal life. Anyone who claims to love God and doesn't want to hear from God and doesn't want to talk to God is a liar. When you love somebody, you are eager to talk to the person. You are eager to listen from, uh, to the person. So not being eager to hear the word of God, not being eager to pray, not loving prayer, not loving the word of God is proof enough that we don't love God. On the other hand, if we love the Lord, if we love God, we will love his word and we will love times of prayer to be with him. We will love to have personal quiet time, personal prayer with him. We will love to meditate on the word of God. These are proofs that we love God. When you love somebody also, you always want to be in the house of the person, so to speak. If you claim to love God and we don't love church, it's a contradiction. We cannot say we love God when we don't love the house of God. You cannot love somebody and not even know the person's house. You cannot love somebody and not be interested in going to the person's house. If we love God, we must love his church. We must love the church. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Psalm 122. If we love the Lord, we will be eager to go to church. We will be eager to go for mass, no matter what. Friends, anybody who gives an excuse to the effect that, oh, and it shows that I, the person doesn't like going to church, whatever the reason, friends, is a proof that you don't love God. If we love God, we will love church. If we love God, we will love his word. Friends, if we love God, we will, like, we, will, we will be eager to give to the church, to give to God, to give to the things of God. Anybody who doesn't give, who is stingy at giving collection or giving to God, doesn't love God. Remember, I made a point already, you cannot love without giving, but you can give without love. And in fact, when it comes to giving in church, many of us give without love. We give grudgingly. We give reluctantly. Friends, and when we do that, God tells us he loves a cheerful giver. 
So more often than not, when we give grudgingly, we don't get our blessings because we are given that we, our, our attitude as given doesn't please God. God loves a cheerful giver. When you love somebody, you want to give that person from your heart. You want to give with all joy and peace and love. Friends, if you love somebody, you will love the person's people also. You cannot say you love somebody when you hate the person's relatives or the person's uh, family. If we love God, indeed, we will love God's people. That's the point he made, love your neighbor. We cannot claim to love somebody and hate the person's relations or the person's people. If we love God, we will love God's people. If we love God and claims we love him and hate people, it's a contradiction. If we love God, we will love his people. You cannot love somebody and not love his or her people. Love me, love my dog, they say. So if we love God, we must love God's people also. If we don't love God's people, then we don't love God. Friends, Jesus is challenging us this morning. Indeed, to love God with all our hearts, with all our souls, and with all our minds. Friends, that is the key to the fullness of blessing in God. Remember, we are told there is no commandment greater than these two. That is the fulfillment of the law. The power of love. The power of love. That is what Jesus is teaching us today. The most powerful force on this earth or in the world is love. To love God and to love the neighbor is a summary. We complete obeying the law when we obey these two. That is what Jesus is telling us. Before we conclude, friends, let us go back. We are told a man came to Jesus. One of the scribes came up to Jesus and put a question to him. Which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied and gave the right answer. I was just pondering over it and I asked, if somebody should meet me right now and ask me, how many corporal works of mercy do we have in the church? What does the church teach about the corporal works of mercy? How many are they? What will be your response? Will you say 20, 30, or 7? Now, will you answer correctly as Jesus answered? And if the person goes further to ask, what are the scriptural basis? Where can we find these uh, corporal works of mercy in the Bible? What are the scriptural basis of the corporal works of mercy? What are the biblical basis for these seven corporal works of mercy? Can you trace them? Friends, Jesus knew the word of God. Jesus knew himself. He is the word of God. Jesus knew. Do we know the word of God? Do we know the teachings of the church? And I've always said it, and it's true, the teachings of the church are rooted in scripture. Friends, some people leave the church ignorantly because we are not conversant with the scriptures. We need to know. Jesus was confronted and asked. He was walking. He didn't know they would meet him and ask him this question. But when they asked, asked him, he gave the right answer. If they meet you right now, if anybody meets you right now and poses a question to you about the scriptures, about the church, about your belief, what will you give? Will you give the right response? At the end of it all, the young man said, the young man said, well spoken master, you have said, what you have said is true. The young man acknowledged that Jesus, what he said is true. If they ask you a question about the church, about the scriptures, will what you, will, will what you will say be true? Will it be correct? Friends, let us be up and doing. Let us bear, let us, let us keep the, let us, let us marry the word of God. Let us hunger for the word of God. St. Jerome said, ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of what? The, of, of Christ. 
Not to know the scriptures is not to know Christ. And David will declare, Oh Lord, how I love your law. David loved the word of God. And I made a point, if we don't love the word of God, we don't love God. We cannot claim to love God when we don't love the word of God. Friends, we perish because we lack knowledge. Knowledge of the truth. The truth that sets us free, that is the word of God. We pray that today, God will help us to hunger day in and out. God will create in us a hunger and a thirst for his word. For his words are spirit and they are life. The word of God is spirit and it is life. Man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And may the Lord help us to put what we know about the scriptures and in the scriptures and from the scriptures into practice, thereby entering the kingdom, not just being near, but entering inside the kingdom. And that is why Mother Church will never cease to give us the opportunity as a mother. Mother Church is a good mother, wanting the salvation, the good of her children. And so she presents to us every day the word of God, the undiluted word of God, that we will hear it, know it, and put it into practice, thereby entering the kingdom of God and not only being near or not being far from it. We are called to enter the kingdom of God where there is peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, for us to enter inside, for us to experience true peace, true joy, and true righteousness in the kingdom of God, in the Holy Spirit, so to speak, then we must put the word of God into practice. We cannot deceive ourselves. If we continue to read the word and not put it into practice, James 1.22 tells us we are deceiving ourselves. And truly, we will have no peace. True peace, true joy, we will lack them. But when we have them within our hearts, in our souls, in our bodies, we know. We pray for this grace to love the word of God and to translate that into loving our neighbor. You must love the Lord your God. It's a must to love the Lord our God. And it's a must to love our neighbor. May God enlighten us to take his word, which is spirit and life, and put it into practice. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. His word is able to build us and to give us the blessings God has in store for us. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.